I'm Denise Morrison, and that was me. <laughs> Nowadays, I'm living in Bansdale, and I work at the local community radio station, Radio East Gippsland, REGFM, where I'm the production manager, I'm the studio coordinator, the community service coordinator, and I do voiceovers and presenting. I'm a very busy girl. In a previous life, however, you were a country music singer. That's correct, yes. How did that come about? Well, I was actually born in Tamworth Base Hospital, and for those who are across Australian country music, Tamworth is known as Australia's country music capital. That's where the Golden Guitar Awards are presented every year, and the Tamworth Country Music Festival has been happening every January for the last 50 years. So I was surrounded by country music as a child growing up. I actually got involved in music because I couldn't talk. When I started to attempt to talk, I had a chronic stutter, and my parents took me down to Sydney to see a speech therapist and he determined that it was nothing physical, it was purely emotional and therefore um, they needed to help me build my self-esteem. When we got home, they asked the question. I said, I'd like to learn to play the guitar and to ride a horse. And there began my musical and equine career. So you were invited then or you were signed up to a, a label. How did, how did your career actually take off? Well, I was performing right through high school and at the very first Country Music Awards back in 1973, Ron Tudor, who was the head of Fable Records from Melbourne, went up to Tamworth for the awards and spotted me in performing in an extravaganza called Teenage Country Style, if you don't (laughs) mind, uh, during the awards presentation. And uh, I was signed to Fable Records and there began my lifelong association with Victoria. And how old were you then? Ten, am I right? No, no, no. That was 18 then. My, my very first performance on stage, I was 10, and that was on stage at the Katingle Town Hall. Now, Katingle's not a very big place at all. Katingle's a tiny village, a little bit bigger these days, uh, just north of Tamworth, and there was a concert there, Johnny Ashcroft. For those who know about country music, Johnny Ashcroft wrote the song Little Boy Lost, and Johnny Ashcroft came to Katingle did a concert, and I was 10. My Uncle Bill was stage managing, and he happened to whisper in Johnny's ear that there's a little girl in the audience who could sing a bit, and they found out that I could. So you sign to this label at the age of 18, Mm -hmm. but really you were a very lucky person because you also had an offer of a cadetship in journalism land on your lap. That's right. I spent 12 months in Sydney at the Australian newspaper, uh, beginning my journalism cadetship because I've always loved to write, still love to write to this very day, and uh, and just love being in media, hence my radio connection now too. But uh, when I was offered the recording contract and then subsequently the chance to tour around Australia 
in a big greyhound bus with <laughs> with a whole load of fun musicians, I decided that might be a little bit more fun than than yeah, sitting in the dingy little office uh, up in Sydney and the, the big old high rise apartment that was freezing cold in the winter and. And hot in the summer, I thought, oh, no, I'll go off and sing songs in the bus with the fellas. That would be much more fun. And was it? Absolutely. <laughs> Where did you go? All over the country? All over Australia, yeah. Um, I've been round and round and round Australia many, many times, not only with local artists, but I was very lucky for a long time to have the opportunity to travel with a lot of international artists who were visiting Dick Emery and Max Bygraves, in my earliest days, both very big stars at the time, were my mentors and uh, I was always one for asking questions and they loved to teach. So I toured with with Dick, with Max, with Chubby Checker, oh goodness me, so many over the years, Freddie Fender, Tom T. Hall, Jerry and the Pacemakers. You, you made an album at, at some point. yes. When was that? Oh, goodness. Well, the, my first album, that was back in uh, 1974 because that was my first album with Fable Records. Over the years, I, I recorded with um, a couple of different companies. John Williamson was actually my very first record uh, producer for Phonogram Records and then... Uh, John and I went on to win Golden Guitars together and tour the country together. So we've had a very long association. Uh, and uh, But I won my three Golden Guitars when I was recording for an independent uh, company called uh, uh, Country City Music, which was actually based out of South Australia. So th- that was interesting. So you won Golden Guitars in... 1987, 89 and 90. And then you picked up, in that same year, in 1990, the prestigious Mo Award. The Mo Award, yes. That, wow. That was, uh, that was very special. The Mo Awards are presented in Sydney every year for excellence in live performance across all music genre. I won the, uh, the Female Country Performer of the Year. And the Mo Awards are named for Roy Reen, who was a vaudeville uh, comedian, uh, regarded as one of the best comedians of the day in Australia and he had a wonderful character called Mo Makaki and the statuettes are uh, are modelled on uh, Roy's Mo. Your music career, did it ever take you overseas or, or did you aspire to sing overseas? I mean, Not really, no. I did have an offer to go over to America to perform at some festivals over there. But at that time, I, I was going a little bit overseas because I was I was performing on cruise ships. And at the time I was given that opportunity, I met my husband, who coincidentally happened to come from Melbourne. So I met Pete and I decided that I'd much rather get married to him and than go overseas. And it, it just didn't happen. And then I busily became a mum and when I I was living in Melbourne at the time, and then I was offered a job at Radio 3UZ in Melbourne. So all during those years, I still sang, but I've always had a, a, this passion for media, and hence, you know, radio, writing, 
writing songs, singing songs. You did perform for the Pope. I did. I did at the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Now, there's there's a bloke who knows how to make an entrance. He came into the cricket ground um, in his Pope mobile. It was sensational. And those of us who were lucky enough to be there, we still talk to this day about, you know, he's the, he was the man when it came to making an entrance. It was absolutely terrifying, but it was wonderful. And I, and I do have a letter, which we laugh in the family from the Pope, we're not convinced it's actually from him, but it is on papal letterhead, <laughs> thanking so, <laughs> thanking me for being there. And, yeah, very scary but um, wonderful experience. Did he enjoy your performance? I'm sure he did, <laughs> yeah. What was your biggest hit? Okay, my biggest hit was a song called No Charge. And I share an affinity with John Farnham in this. John uh, has a real problem with Sadie, the cleaning lady. You know, it's always that sort of one song. And No Charge, it actually crossed over onto the pop charts. And it still, even though I didn't win a golden guitar for it, but it charted better than any of the rest of them. My very naughty son and I uh, have sort of since done a bit of a parody because what it, No Charge is a mum talking to her son when he's a little boy and... When Dan grew up a bit, with yeah, we did a bit of a naughty version, which has never been heard publicly, I might add, but still. <laughs> you were also on the judging panel, Tamworth, in 1990 when an up-and-coming music star emerged. That was on the judging panel of Star Maker. Star Maker is the big talent quest that's been going forever. People who have won Star Maker are Lee Kernigan... And Keith Urban, yes. Uh, Becky Cole, Gina Jeffries. I'll never forget the night that the first time I actually saw Keith perform. And he bounced onto the stage and he had a denim suit on with, with rhinestones and the bleached white uh, mullet. He bounced onto that stage and four chords into the song... I wrote on the top of my judging sheet, we have a star, and I handed it to my fellow judges and everyone went, yep, game's over. So that's that's interesting. So it, it wasn't only Keith's voice, but it was the whole persona. Oh, his presence, yeah. And that's what you're looking for with someone, you know, like people can be the greatest singers in the world, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to become mega superstars because they don't have the whole package. And Keith, at 18, it was so obvious he had the whole package. And and he was a very, very hard worker. And and from a very young age, he had his sights set on America. I can remember a, you know, a very young Keith talking about it. I will go to America and that's... That's that. That's where I'm going. He had charted his own destiny. Absolutely. He knew exactly what he was doing. What advice would you give to a, a country singer starting out today? Well, any singers of any genre, just be yourself and, and be prepared to work hard. It's not an easy game. It's a very lonely game. And the most important thing is to learn your craft. Uh, watch other performers. You know, watch people who are better than you, but 
but don't try and copy them because at the end of the day, a performance on stage is a conversation with your audience. And if you're not being honest with the members of your audience, they're not going to buy it. Is it harder these days to become successful in music than what it was, you know, back in the 70s, 80s? Yes, I think so. To a degree, yes, definitely because back in the 70s, 80s, you know, 60s, way back then in the olden days, live music was huge. Uh, then the poker machines were introduced and that sort of started to, to affect the live music scene. And, of course, nowadays COVID certainly has uh, caused all sorts of problems. However, having said that, given the power of um, the technology and the internet, a young singer-songwriter can sit in their lounge room and play their songs to the world and the whole world can find out you know, about their talent. The, one of the best examples is Tones and I. What a great talent that girl is. Uh, but she was a busker. Mm, busking in Byron Bay. Absolutely. Mm, and just happened to be seen by the, the right person. That's right. And we have some wonderful uh, young, talented people in Australia at the moment. I have a young friend. Her name's Alison Forbes. And I've watched her come up through... Through the ranks, she still hasn't won herself a golden guitar. We, we had all our bits crossed last year. We thought she mightn't have won, not yet. But Alison's just, just one of so many of them, who uh, you know, just they, they're working on their music. Their music evolves. They're hard workers. They, they keep writing, keep creating, and that's that's the trick. Who are your favourites in music today? Oh, it's hard for me to sort of to name people because I appreciate anybody who makes music. So I actually sort of, um, I, I tend to steer away from, you know, a little bit of saying you know, I have favourites, but I'm uh, the ones that immediately come to mind. I love uh, Lady Gaga. I love Garth Brooks, Robbie Williams, so many. So, so many. And, but I love watching these young artists who are coming up through the ranks. They're, they're the ones that, that really get me excited. Now, you've been invited to perform at the 50th anniversary of the Tamworth Music Festival in January. Yes, I have. That was, that was nice of them to think of me. Well, I have been there from day one. Uh, the very first awards, actually, I said I performed in teenage country style. I was also still at, I was in year 12 then, back in the day, we called it year 12, and I was also escorting the winners to the stage. So I have been there from day one, and over the years, I compared the awards three times on uh, live television, which was, that was just about, that. I think that might have been scarier than performing before the Pope. So I've been involved uh, for a very, very long time, so it's nice to be invited to the 50th to um, have a little sing. What are you going to sing? I have no idea. <laughs> Will it be a new hit? I, I don't think so, no. Well, Denise, thanks for coming in and joining us for a chat today. It's It's been terrific. Well, thank you for having me, Melinda. It's been fun. Sky.